You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hope that you are doing well. Grant Napier with you here on Listen App. How about Tom Brady? $175 million. So that when he is done playing football, he can go into Fox and work with Kevin Burkhart as the number one analyst. How about that? 10 years. $175 million. I don't understand these networks. I don't get it. I, I don't understand it. You're not, you turn on a game to watch Tony Romo or Charles Davis, who I love, he's my favorite, or Greg Olson, or do you turn on a game based on who's announcing it when you're talking about the NFL? I sure as hell don't. But again, it's good to be Tom Brady. That 10 years, 10 year deal, $375 million when he's done playing football. How crazy is that? And here's what's going to happen. Now, Fox will come out in a year or two and tell everyone how much money they're losing. And I'm not going to feel a bit sorry for them. I'm going to feel sorry for all of the little people that work the scenes that you never hear about all the men and women of Fox who are going to lose their jobs because the network has gone ballistic with their spending for talent. It's absurd. It's stupid. It's, there's no other way to say it. It's stupid. And 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 what happens if Tom Brady's not very good? Remember how Joe Montana was when he went from the football field to NBC? How did that work out? It was a disaster, right? And there have been many other athletes that have stepped onto that stage and they have not done very well. Drew Brees. I mean, Drew Brees was a disaster in the booth. Not bad on studio. Not bad on studio with Tony Dungy. But not great, but not bad. But in the booth, as an analyst, he was terrible when they try to put him in that role. Now, it doesn't mean he can't become good. Doesn't mean that he won't get better. But, I mean, you got to call it the way it is. All right, I want to hear from you today. We got a couple of NBA games, Philadelphia and Miami. Dallas at Phoenix with both those series tied at two game apiece. 
hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do this. All right. So if you want to talk about the Warriors game last night against Memphis, an ugly game, uh, the Warriors able to find a way to win uh, down the stretch. And now they have a commanding three games to one lead in that best of seven series. If you have any reaction on my podcast today that I did on Draymond Green, I would love to hear from you uh, as well as uh, I think, you know, Draymond needs to get a dose of reality here. You know, it's like he's trying to take over the the world, t- trying to take over the, the media world. Stop it already, would you please? So if you listen to my podcast today, I would love to know uh, what you think about that. I just did a show with Sean Salisbury on No Filter Network, and we had a uh, really fun 40 minutes. Uh, I will post that on my website and my podcast platform. That will be released a little bit later today. So you can listen to the conversation uh, that I have with Sean Salisbury. We covered pretty much everything. We covered Brady. We covered the NBA playoffs. Uh, we talked a lot about Dusty Baker, who reached a milestone this week with 2,000 wins. We uh, talked about a little bit of everything. So that is going to be on my website, if you don't like that.com and uh, on your favorite uh, podcast platform. But again, I want to hear from you. Hit your hand icon, uh, raise your hand. Uh, and we will put you right on. All right, let's get to uh, some phone calls. We get this show, this show beginning with Mark. Hey, Mark, hey, how are you today? Uh, good afternoon, Grant. How are you? I'm good, buddy. Good. Hey, uh, just like I, just like we had the conversation the other week, you know, all the Vec Ranadive is, is enamored with the, you know, coaches with the Golden State Warriors. Uh, obviously, they hired Mike Brown and, you know, I'm listening to a lot of the, you know, a lot of the things on social media about him and everything. And and one of the things that I heard last night on on uh, TNT or not on TNT on uh, on one of the Warriors broadcasts after the game, their post game, and about how he's going to bring how he can bring defense to that team. And and I thought back to, well, you know, we saw this movie before, and and the owner didn't like that. Uh, so, you know, they could hire, they could hire Red Arbach, they could hire, you know, uh, Phil Jackson, they could hire Greg Popovich. If they don't get the players, I don't care what coach is there, that team is not going to do a thing. That's correct. Uh, it won't make, correct. Any make any difference. Makes no difference who the coach is. Yeah, you're absolutely you know, right. Instead of going out and getting these coaches, you know, from championship pedigree teams, they need to go out and get some championship pedigree players. Uh, and I don't see that because I, you know, uh, unfortunately, I, I see, you know, death sentences, you know, to any player that goes to the Kings or, you know, unfortunately head coaches because if they don't want to spend the money and nobody wants to come here, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, it has nothing to do with the spending of the money. They're not afraid to spend money. But no one wants to go there. Uh, it's a disaster. Uh, Vivek Ranadive uh, just keeps on interfering. It's just not a good situation. Well, that that's the other thing. What's kind of funny is is that this hire of Mike Brown, and you know, you probably heard it too, and you probably were kind of laughing. Uh, you know, this hire was the GM's hire. It wasn't Vivek's hire. Vivek wanted Mark Jackson, uh, which is kind of I think is kind of damage control, basically to send the message out there. I think it's a false message that, you know, the GM has control of this team, which we all know better. Um, hey, the other thing I want to talk to you about is, you know, I got to listen to one of your podcasts 
you know, about the Chris Russo thing, uh, Mad Dog, and, you know, the racism, the racial comment that apparently he supposedly made. And, uh, and you basically said you're done, you know, watching NBA basketball. Is that, were you, were yeah, you, I'm, were I'm not you watching, I'm done. I, no, I'm not, I'm not mad at the time. I'm not watching the Warriors anymore this year. Okay. And is that because of Draymond Green? Yes. Yes. Huh. Well, that's a shame because, you know, Draymond Green is just one out of many on that team that's, you know, and, and I understand, I understand where you're going, but, you know, if you're going to let, if you're going to let players, today's player get to you like that, and I know Chris is a very good friend of yours, I, you know, there's, <laughs> I, I've heard, you know what, it's not about, even about, it's not even about Chris, Chris is a very good friend of mine, it's really not about Chris, you know what it's about? It's about Draymond about Green Draymond on a power Green trip a power and a sense of entitlement and, entitlement and calling out calling someone out to be a racist, racist when they're not. When they're not. And, I'm and I'm done. I'm not watching Draymond Green play. I'm done with him. So I have to make a choice. I made the choice. I will not watch the Warriors play anymore. Are you done with LeBron James? I did not watch LeBron James play once this year. But are you done with him as well? Because you know, I haven't watched LeBron. I haven't watched LeBron James play a game since 2020. So as of right now, I would answer to the question. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, well, you know, you know what the platform is these days. Uh, we don't, we don't need to really get into it. Uh, so, but you know, uh, last night's game, you're going to talk about it. Uh, were you just reading about it or? Yeah, I don't need to watch a game to know everything about it. I talk to people. Uh, I read about it. Uh, I was on four or five different websites. I did watch some of the highlights. And then I make a phone call or two for people that I have. I have a lot of sources and ask them about the game. Yeah, I mean, last night's game was probably one of the most gut-wrenching games I, you know, I've watched in, in quite a long time. I mean, it just goes to show you that, you know, and we know <laughs> – You've done many basketball games. I've worked many basketball games. I've watched many basketball games. You know, you really don't have to watch, you know, the first three quarters and uh, three and three quarters of the game. All you need to do is really watch the last five minutes of an NBA game. Uh, that's when that's when really the game is being played. Uh, and last night, like I said, I was watching the game and I was just uh, it was gut wrenching. I'm going, Jesus, these guys are going to lose. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they can't make a shot. You know, Morant's not even playing. I mean, which, you know, they have won without Morant before, but, uh, you know, the uh, Grizzlies. Uh, but, you know, they pulled it out and just goes to show you the championship pedigree and, you know, just the heart and soul at the end of a game, you know, when they need to get the win. I mean, obviously this series is over. Uh, you know, they'll be, they'll be moving on. Uh, I guess there's like only 13 teams out of the NBA history that's come back from 3-1. Uh, so, but against the Warriors, I don't see that happening. Uh, you know, so yeah, last night's game was, was very gut-wrenching. So, Well, to me, the Warriors are the best team in the playoffs. Right now, with the way they're playing, with their health, with their experience, I think you're the team to beat. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, I've, I don't know. I We'll see when they, we'll see if they ever get to, if they ever get to play Phoenix, if they get that far, uh, you know, I'm, you know, Dallas isn't that bad, you know, uh, and then, you know, as far as, uh, as far as championship, do you, do you see them beating a, uh, a Boston? Or, You're talking you know, about Golden State? State? Golden State, yeah, you see, 
You know, but let's wait till the, let's, let's wait, wait let's wait and see if they get there first. Get there first. You know, yeah. because between so now and June there could be injuries, there could be a lot of things that happen. Let's just wait. Yeah. Yeah. All right, buddy. I thought I'd give you a call because I'd Thank like you. to listen to your podcast and, and uh Thank I know you, you were Thank pretty you. upset, but you have a good day and uh keep on keep on talking to the talking to people out there. Thank you, Mark. Be good. You know, I am upset. And I'm upset because you know, you can't turn your head and just ignore right from wrong. And what Draymond Green did was wrong. And yeah, Chris is a very good friend of mine. And yeah, I was upset. And maybe I'm upset more because the incident happened in my house in 1968 when we were nine years old. Okay? So maybe I'm more upset because the story involves my father in my house with me and Chris. And I am upset because Draymond Green is way out of line here. And not only is he way out of line in attacking Chris, he's way out of line in his comments about what he said regarding members of the media. Okay? And he wants to call himself the new media. So I think I had every reason to be upset. And I think that really... You know, it's funny, I was doing a show yesterday with Larry Kruger on Larry Kruger's YouTube live channel. And we were I was talking about Draymond Green during the show. And he made a comment. He was reading some comments from some Warrior fans that were like, oh, come on, you know, give him a break, you know, Warrior, blah, 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 blah. You know, why are you being so hard on Draymond? It has nothing to do with what team he plays for. And you see, that's the problem in our society. And I've been talking about this for years. Here's the problem. The problem is that it should not matter whether a player is helping your team win or not. What matters is what is right and what is wrong. And so if an individual is out of line and is in the wrong, just because that individual plays for the team that you root for doesn't mean that you should turn your head, okay? Let's use Deshaun Watson as an example. Innocent until proven guilty, correct? However, there are many fans in Cleveland that have said they are done with the Browns. There have been members of the media that have said they won't cover the Browns because they signed Deshaun Watson. Now, it remains to be seen what happens in the civil cases with the 22 women that have accused him of a variety of allegations, sexual assault, sexual harassment. All right? It's all there for you. Do you just... If you're a Cleveland Browns fan, do you just ignore that? Because you're like, oh, wow, we got Deshaun Watson. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And you just like, it's okay because he now plays on the Browns? No. No, you don't. Now, again, innocent until proven guilty. This is a little bit different than Draymond Green. But what I am saying is just because an individual helps your team succeed on the playing field, 
doesn't mean you should just turn your head the other way and ignore it. And so for Warrior fans, if they want to take that stance, well, gee, it's okay because she's playing on my team. No, it's not okay. No, it's not okay. It's wrong. And people need to speak up. All right? People need to speak up. MLK, great quote. Our lives begin to end the day we remain silent about things that matter. Pretty easy to understand that. I've always tried to live my life that way. I will always continue to live my life that way. Jerry, you're on with Grant. How are you, Jerry? Hey, Grant, what's happening? Hey, hey how um, are you? I got to your podcast this morning. You know, it was very, very good, Grant. You know, I'm just so tired of these players in white, black, I don't care, Grant, can just say whatever the hell they want to say to try to ruin a man's life. Uh, just like you said, Grant, uh, that white couldn't, Dray um, Draymond Green took that snapshot of what you said about your friend Chris uh, at the age of nine years old and, you know, make it into a positive. Hey, your father, Bert, this man changed my life. Who who knows what I what I could have done if I if this man did not tell me what he told me at your house that day. Yep. Spot on. One hundred percent correct. I mean, if anything, Chris should be applauded for having the the I don't want to say courage, but call it whatever you want to come on my show in 1995 and tell about the story that he said changed his life that day. You know, if anything, I pat him on the back for coming on a 50,000 watt radio station and saying, hey, Grant, I've never told you this before, but you remember that day we were at your house and my dad, and I, you know, and, and he said, well, I didn't tell you this, but your dad changed my life that day. You know how powerful that is to hear that? I mean, think about the impact. And you know what that is? That's a teaching lesson for everyone that if you're an adult, you can still talk to a young person and teach them right from wrong. And if you do it the right way, it can have an impactful, powerful uh, uh, effect on them for the rest of their lives. And Grant, did you say that when you told your dad that story that your father started crying? Yeah, he broke down on the phone. He got very emotional. Yes, oh, yes, he oh, did. Oh wow, man, that, that's awesome, Grant. Just you know, it just shows me, man, the way you guys were raised, and just just wow. You know, Grant, keep up the good work. Love the show. Thank buddy. you, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. My dad was uh, a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal man. Uh, my dad preached equality in our house. My dad uh, practiced what he preached. My dad was not just a talker, he was a doer. Uh, I remember at a very, very, very early age, my dad being the one at our church that you know he was able to get busloads of people to go to the march on Washington. He was in charge of that. And he had many, many buses that were full going down to the march on Washington. I was too young to understand the significance at the time. Later on, learned about what my father did. My father, you know, wasn't just somebody that talked a good game. My dad acted on his words. All right. And so I was raised in a household where when you see something wrong, you say something and you just don't let things go by the wayward, so to speak, because, well, it's not fashionable or what have you. I mean, no, it's wrong. And what's right is right. And what's wrong is wrong. And 
You know, I don't hate Draymond Green as a person. I don't think Draymond Green is necessarily a bad person, but I think he's way out of line for the way he handled the situation on ESPN's first take last week. Okay? And I'm appalled. I'm appalled at Draymond Green. I guess that's the best way to say it. And I'm disgusted at Draymond Green. Doesn't mean I don't doesn't mean I think he's a bad person or anything else. I don't know Draymond Green. So I'm not really going to sit here and say he's a bad person or he's this or he's that. I'm only telling you what I know based on what I've read and how we handled that situation. It was very immature. It was very unprofessional. And for Draymond to basically say, we're looking at you and your way of talking as a member of the media is not going to fly anymore. Who is Draymond Green to make those comments? Or anyone for that matter? I mean, come on now. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. All right, if you want to come on the show today, uh, hit your hand icon, uh, raise your hand, uh, and uh, we will do it. Again, I'll put the uh, show that I did with uh, Sean Salisbury up in a little bit, so you'll be able to listen to that. All right. It will be available. We had a very good uh, conversation today, so you can check that out. I will talk to Sean again on Thursday on No Filter Network. Very happy uh, about that. So a lot of things going on. And again, uh, I'll post all of my work also on my website, if you don't like that.com. All right. Let's get to uh, some more phone calls here. And why don't we check in with Al? Hello, Al. How are you today? Good, Nate. Hey, I listened to... Uh... The podcast on Draymond and also uh, your uh, wonderful uh, session with Larry. You could you you nailed it. You, this was before Game Four last night, and uh, so it was a couple of days before. And you said you thought you predicted the, uh, you know, the Celtics would uh would bounce back and take Game Four. So uh, you know you were spot on with that. You guys are just so good together. I like this take though on um. He kind of was calling out uh, J.J. Redick for how he he posed the the situation or how he addressed the situation. I kind of I kind of liked how he he came back on that and spoke to how Redick reacted to to Mad Dog's comments and almost like you know tr I'm trying to paraphrase here baited him into or just set him up kind of tried to set him up in some way. So that was a uh, that was good stuff. But, you know, uh, JJ is the JJ is the new kid on the block, and he's trying to make a name for himself. And I thought went you know overboard with that too. So, uh, but you know that's uh, I, I hate to say it because I keep on talking about ESPN. That's ESPN now, right? And it's yeah. um, it's very difficult to figure out. I do appreciate the fact that Stephen A. Smith came out uh, in oh. Chris's defense, which I thought was you know uh, oh. very much needed, and probably is going to make the difference uh, moving forward as, as it relates to Chris, the fact that Stephen A. Smith had his back and spoke up in uh, support of him. That was that was phenomenal for me. I spoke to you on this uh, the other day, and I'm not a fan of Stephen A. Smith. For, you know, we talked about other incidents in years past where, you know, where the athlete in question didn't speak up, like in Adler's case with Venus Williams. And so for Stephen A. not only to speak up, but to call him on his own show, and, yep. you know, and you know what? The old school thing is like me. You know, I was kind of surprised. Uh, who said the comment? 
you'd be surprised the old school thinking isn't just for the older guys like myself who's 64 because i'm like that. Right. Just shut up and play stop moaning yep. stop whining stop switching your jerseys with each other come on you just lost a game what are you doing buddying up with the guy i, mean, I know Jim, i don't you know understand what, it you know what it is you know what it is here's my take the money's so insane the money i think and maybe if you ever get to get to talk to blood I don't think we. I asked you once, and you're going to ask one thing: Would he would he trade it playing then in his era for now? And I got to tell you, I think the money's so insane that these guys could care really that the passion to win and to be successful for a lot of these guys just isn't there. I don't. Maybe that's that's kind of my perception because I think that it's different for everyone. Uh, there are some guys that I call paycheck guys, and they're just yeah. collecting a paycheck, and then there are other players that really hate losing and it wears on them and it bothers them so yeah. I, I think each individual is different yeah you're probably right like tom brady i just can't get over his drive but i guess the great ones that's why they're great they just they're never satisfied i look at tom brady and i think man because i'm watching him he's throwing his helmet he's throwing the the the, the tablet i'm thinking yep. the guy's got seven super bowls he's still you know and his pat I'm like, how can he still be like? But that's that's what the great ones are. They're they're yep. motivated to the end. And and you know, I think one thing for me, I'll just end my comment. I think the thing with Draymond's comments that really stung. Maybe you can speak to this, but this is my opinion. Is he invoked your name into into this into his statement and just the innocent comments and the, and what was a beautiful moment, you know, a life changing moment with your loved dad and, and your best, one of your best friends. And that's where I think for me, it's stunned yep. you maybe more even so than when you got run out of town and got canceled. Very true, 100%. Uh, yeah, so anyway, um, I did Thank you, to end, end it yeah. real quick. You guys asked, you guys posed, uh, Larry asked you, who's your, who's your general manager and who's your coach? If you yep. got, you know, the billion dollars and were you guys going with all time or were you going all with time current? all time okay because uh, i love nelly and i've spoken to my passion for nelly and i've heard krug talk about this in fact i spoke to the other day about how weber couldn't get along with them and i you know that that whole team and krug talked about that but anyway i just want to give you a call and love the work and show and thank you both of them and uh, I didn't thank you. I missed you on uh, Sean, but I'll I'll catch up on it. Take care, man. Have a good day. Hey, you too, Al. Always good hearing from you. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, we get to uh, some more phone calls as we're rolling right along here on a Tuesday, and we're going to say hello to Ryan. Hey, Ryan, how are you? Hey, Nates, how you doing today? I'm good, buddy. What's up? Doing well, thanks. Hey, um, I got to completely disagree with Al. You know, I mean, these guys, if you if you look at the lifespan of an NFL career and just lifespan in general due to the violence of the game, you know, there are those that are, you know, collecting the paycheck, obviously backup quarterbacks probably or um, holder for field goals is probably the best job in the league to keep yourself safe. But this Tom Brady stuff blows my mind. Um, I know you gave your thoughts on it. It seems like maybe Mark Davis was a special advisor to Fox Sports, but I really appreciated <laughs> the insight right. that um, you brought to it because you think about the people that will likely lose their job because of that. And, you know, what kind of positions that put Tampa Bay in? He's already committed to, you know, uh, another job. I mean, is that literally saying this is my retirement tour this year? I would say yes. I mean, Drew Brees went through this. He had already committed to NBC before he started this last year. So, yeah, I, I, I think so. Yes. And if you're Tom, why put your body at risk for another year when you're going to make, I mean, I don't know what his contract is right now, but 375 mil to not. Yeah, I don't think money, I don't think money is a uh, deterrent or a incentive with Tom Brady. I mean, they've got more money between he and his wife than, you know, he could support the entire city of Tampa. So I don't think really money is a driving force for him. Yeah, he's getting 375 million, but I mean, he already has enough money to do whatever he wants in life. I don't, he likes playing. Uh, He's, that's what stimulates him the most is playing football. He still feels that he can play and play at a high level. That's why I think he's coming back for one more year. I really do. And you're right. There's always a risk of injury, but I don't think he is playing for the money or any, he's playing to win another ring. That's why he's coming back. So as a legendary broadcaster, I mean, obviously Romo and Aikman, they made that transition very well. I just don't see it with Tom. What do you think? How I don't do you either. think it's going to work out? I'm very skeptical. I talked about this with Sean Salisbury, and I said that I don't think that his personality lends itself to being top shelf in the booth. I think he is too soft-spoken. He's going to have to come at this profession with a lot more energy, a lot more inflection in his voice. Obviously, uh, he is incredibly, incredibly knowledgeable about the game. Uh, he is excellent when he is being interviewed. He's outstanding. But being in the booth, um, he's going to have to bring a whole lot more energy on a broadcast. That's for sure. Well, Napes, once you get back on broadcast, you better demand $400 million, So. <laughs> all right, buddy. Hey, you take it all right, easy, all right? Talk all right, to you Bye-bye soon. now. All right. Take care. All right. If you want to get in on the program, hit your hand icon. And uh, we will continue the conversation. I mean, I use Drew Brees as an example. You know, Drew Brees went to NBC and everybody thought, you know, he was coming back to replace Chris Collinsworth. He's not anywhere near ready to replace Chris Collinsworth. He did a playoff game this year with Mike Tirico when he was horrible. Horrible. He's not ready to be in the booth. I mean, it's not that easy. Everyone thinks it's so easy. You know, would you want your orthopedic surgeon to 
do your heart surgery if you had to have it, right? Could have the best orthopedic surgeon in the world. You want that orthopedic surgeon operating on your heart? I sure don't. You know, we think that, gee, just because Tom Brady's a great quarterback, he's going to be a great broadcaster. Uh Uh-uh, it's not so easy. Doesn't work like that. Doesn't work like that. All right, I want to hear from you. Hit your hand icon, raise your hand. What do you think about Tom Brady going into the booth and working with Kevin Burkhart as the number one analyst? It's going to happen either after this year or after the next year. Uh, Pretty much Fox is allowing him to wait as long as he wants. I would think it would be after this year. I would think it would be after this year. All right, again, I want to hear from you. What do you think? 375 million dollars over 10 years. And I will tell you 100% there will be people that are currently working at Fox that will not be working there much longer because the budget cuts are going to be happening and there will be people that are going to lose their jobs because Tom Brady is getting paid million a year. No pun intended, but you can take that to the bank. All right, NBA tonight, two games in just a little bit. Miami will host Philadelphia. And then a little bit later, it's the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks. So those are your two games. You've got three series now tied at two, right? You got three series tied at two. Boston, Miami, and Phoenix, the teams with home court advantage. Which of those teams do you think is in the most delicate of situations? I mean, could you see Boston losing to Milwaukee? I guess I could. Could you see Miami losing to Philly? Mm, I guess I could. Phoenix lose? I mean, you know, I could see it happening. These game fives tonight are absolutely huge. We'll see if Miami and Phoenix can hold serve in their games. All right. Don't forget the rest of the week. I'm on each and every day at three o'clock Pacific. We've had a lot of good calls. I want to continue with some more phone calls. I want to hear from you. Tom Brady, do you think he's going to be good in the booth? I am very skeptical about Tom Brady being good in the broadcast booth. I am very skeptical. Not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying I'm skeptical. I think it's going to take a while. I think it's going to take a while. And that doesn't mean he can't be great. But I think it's going to take a while. And I don't think he will be great. I think he'll be okay to good. But, you know, we're not talking about John Madden here. We're talking about Tom Brady. And, yes, he, he sounds great when he's doing interviews, but this is a whole new ball game. Whole new ball game. No question about that. All right, if you want to talk about what's going on in the NHL and the Stanley Cup playoffs, the team that had the best record in hockey this year, the Florida Panthers, had a huge, huge overtime goal to tie up their series at two games apiece. You know, home ice means little to nothing in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Not that big of a deal. Just not. You know, you got to have the right goaltending. You got to make sure you don't commit stupid penalties. 
that's really what you got to be good on the the and you got to win the overtime games. Got to win the overtime games. And the Florida Panthers may have saved their season last night. Again, they won the President's Trophy, which goes to the team with the most points uh, during uh, the regular season. So if you want to talk hockey, we can do that as well. I got a uh, open platform right now. We'll take your phone calls, hit that hand icon, uh, and we will do it. I got somebody asked me just a couple of moments ago on social media of the two teams tonight, Miami and Phoenix, if I woke up tomorrow morning and saw that one of the teams had lost, which team would it be? And I would say probably Miami because they have been shooting the ball so poorly from downtown. And if that continues tonight, I could see them losing. They have not been shooting the ball well at all from the perimeter in games three and four. And that will have to change coming up tonight. You got Kyle Lowry with the hamstring issue. You know, you got a couple of areas of concern for Miami. But first and foremost, they're going to have to shoot the ball a lot better than they did in Philadelphia. That, to me, was maybe the most surprising part of the weekend in sports was Miami losing both games three and four in Philadelphia. I thought they'd win at least one of those games. Now, when you look at Joel Embiid, we know about his impact, which was huge, absolutely huge. I mean, that guy is the real deal. And then Harden came alive in game four, but we will see if Miami can hit their perimeter shots tonight. If they do, they're going to win the game. If they don't, they're going to go back to Philadelphia down three games to two. And, and, and what do you think the odds would have been if somebody told you last week at this time that the Miami Heat would be trailing in this best of seven series three games to two? If somebody had told you after watching games one and two in Miami that this series could conceivably Go back to a game six in Philly with the Sixers having a chance to clinch. You would have said, absolutely no way you don't see it. Now, there's still a long way to go for that to happen. But that's where we're at if Miami does not start shooting the ball better. That's got to change, and it's got to change in a hurry. All right? So, again, give me your phone calls right here on Listen App. Again, tomorrow, 3 o'clock, Thursday, 3 o'clock. Friday, 3 o'clock, we're coming at you each and every day this week. Again, the uh, No Filter Show I did with Sean Salisbury. That will be up on my uh, podcast platform and at my website. Uh, if you don't like that.com, a little bit later. And I would encourage you to listen to it. We had some great conversations today uh, with Sean Salisbury. A lot of fun. And I'll be doing a show with him on No Filter Network again coming up on Thursday. Sean's incredible. Just incredible. We're going to be doing that at... Let's see, that would be 2 o'clock Pacific and uh, 5 o'clock Eastern. That will be the show uh, coming up for you on Thursday with Sean Salisbury. Sean and I are going to try to do at least one show a week during non-football season. And then when football season picks up uh, at the end of August into September, uh, we might do a couple of shows a week, like three or four. And we might do, you know, watch parties. Uh, we might do a lot of different things. I've got a lot of things planned uh, for the fall. I got some things in the works. So we'll see. Uh, all of these things are fluid. And right now, we're putting everything together, trying to uh, bring you as much content as possible and good content uh, when we get towards a football season, which, you know, in sports talk radio, that is the big time of the year. 
That is what everyone loads up for uh, is the fall and football season. You know, whether it's college and the NFL, you know, depending on what part of the country you live in. You know, if you live in the southeast, it's all college football. You know, if you live in the northeast, it's all NFL football. If you live in the Midwest, it's both college and the NFL. I mean, it just depends where you live. But we will gear up for it. Uh, again, I'm planning a, uh, some big things in the fall. Uh, I hope they come to fruition. And if they do, I think you're going to love it. All right. That's all coming up in just a couple of months. But each and every day right here on Listen App, really appreciate all the phone calls today led by Mark uh, talking about the Warriors. And I'm very serious. I'm not watching the Warriors play. I'm not watching Draymond Green play any more of these playoffs. I'm just not. I'm done. I'm done with him. You know, I really am. I'm just tired of his act. Uh, I'm tired of his behavior on the court. Uh, I'm tired of his uh, egomaniac attitude, you know, where he gives the fingers, both middle fingers to the fans, and then says, you know, he's not worried about the fine because he makes $25 million a year. Really? That's your attitude, huh? And I'm supposed to get behind a guy like that? I'm sorry. I'm not. Don't wish him any ill will. Don't wish him to get hurt. But I'm not rooting for the guy. I can tell you that. Hello, Brian. You're on with Grant Napier. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, you got to speak up a little bit. You're very faint. Go ahead. There we go. Hey, man. Uh, hope your day is going very well. Um, Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, I just want to. Can you, if you can speak up a little bit more, that would be great. Is that better? Yes, that's a lot better. Perfect. All right. Now, I was going to say about the, uh, right now, we're talking about the Draymond Green. I, I will say, though, like coming from a Warriors fan, I mean, uh, he's definitely, I think, childish in that in that moment, like when he uh, flipped off the fans. Uh, it wasn't really necessary at all. And so for his statement to say, like, you know, I'm making $25 million a year, I should be all right. Like, there's no need to say that, you know. You know, it is what it is. But, um, you know, you're right, though. He uh, has a lot of problems. And, but, you know, at the same time. Well, he, listen, he's throwing it in everyone else's face, you know, that are spending their hard-earned money to go to games and watching games. And acting as if, you know, if I get fined 50 grand, it doesn't matter because I make 25 million a year. It's condescending. It's uh, uncalled for. It's unprofessional. And it really turns off a lot of fans. And I'm one of them. It turned me off. And I'm, I'm just I'm done with the guy for this year. You know, I'm not done with him forever, but I'm not watching the Warriors play anymore this year. I, I, I'm done watching Draymond Green. I've had enough of him. Fair enough. And I totally respect that. Um, one last thing, and then I'm going to let everybody else get a chance to speak. Um... You know, you get this a lot, man, but, um, you know, the Kings broadcasting, you know, ever since uh, you've left, it's definitely not even near the same. Like, I fall asleep right away now, now that these new guys are in. And with you, when you were broadcasting for these de decades, um, you know, I had so much entertainment with you. you know, like, you used to have, like, that energy, positive energy, bringing it in. So I definitely miss you, man. Well, I appreciate that very much. Thank you. I really do appreciate it. Have a good uh, rest of the day. Um, you know, I've, I've heard hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of comments from people saying the same thing. And it's unfortunate. I had, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. I think it's unfortunate. Um, I think the Kings fans just continue to just get the short end of the stick in just about everything. And I think it's unfortunate. I, re I really do. It's terrible. They deserve so much better. Kings fans deserve so much better. And I don't see it happening in the near future. I just don't. I don't see it happening in the near future.
All right, hey, if you want to get on before we uh, wrap it up for today, you can uh, hit your hand icon uh, and we can do it. The uh, other story that I saw today, which I found a little bit interesting, there was a story that came out that the NBA owners are making more money now than before the pandemic because they're charging more money for their tickets. And that's despite TV ratings being lower and more empty seats at arenas. I read this story today in the New York Post, and it was from internal NBA data that was exclusively obtained by the Post. So let me just put out and say, I don't know if it's true or not. This is the New York Post, all right? It, it read this. The average gate per team or dollars from ticket sales rose 10.2% compared to the last pre-pandemic season, which was 2018-19. They said during that season, fans now paying an average of 109 per ticket, according to data from this past season. That's an 18% increase from 2018-19. So $109 per ticket on average is an 18% increase, all right? By the way, that's roughly double the rate of inflation. Now, here's the interesting part of this. They say, however, the number of paid fans at arenas plummeted from, this is, this is very interesting, plummeted 7.1% to 13603 per game. The Post calculated that the average ticket prices, all right, so they calculated average ticket prices by dividing gate receipts by paid attendance. And what they came up with, the numbers are worse for underperforming clubs with some suffering declines of more than 30% in paid home attendance. I would think that Sacramento would clearly be one of those teams. Now, the reason why they wrote this, they say the troubling trend could pose problems for the NBA as it begins negotiations for their next TV deal. The current deal is $2.66 billion with ABC, ESPN, and Turner, and it expires in 2024-25 season. Very interesting. Now, you want to know where the league gets their money from. 70% of its revenue are through their media rights, and Adam Silver is trying to get a nine-year deal that will pay $8 billion a year. Now, national TV ratings, if you're keeping a score at home, were slightly lower this season than in 2018-2019. There you have it. Just some interesting numbers coming from the uh, NBA today, or according to the New York Post, not from the NBA. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls, and it's Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Grant. How you doing? Good. What's happening? Hey, we're down in Sac today, me and my wife. Came Good down for from you. Came down City. Anyway, yeah, it's rain, almost raining again, and it, uh, it, uh, it hailed in Yuba City yesterday. Crazy weather. There you go. Yes, sir. Hey, anyways, uh, what I wanted to call you about was uh, – attendance in baseball too the giants didn't even i looked at the box score and they didn't even want to put their attendance but i heard it was under ten thousand uh last night 
and and uh, and they didn't even sell out Mother's Day. Yeah, I, I don't know other than this. Generally speaking, and I, I don't know how to compare it to years past. Generally speaking, April and May, the attendance is the lowest of the season for almost every ballpark in baseball. Weather, school, uh, April and May attendance in a lot of cities in America, are it's just not very good. Right. Well, the Giants were, you know, were used to getting 30-something thousand a night there for the longest time and uh you know and i i, I just think uh it's just cost like you were just saying ticket prices beer so, i mean your your french fry i mean everything i mean i mean you go to a game and you're coming out spending three four hundred dollars you take your yep. family i i understand i i get you um but i'm also telling you that generally speaking april and may the attendance is the lowest it will be during the year yeah, I guess we'll see. So one last thing. So you think Jackson is going to do the Lakers job? No, I don't. You don't think Mark Jackson's going to go there, huh? I don't, huh. no. Okay. All right. All right, well, thank you. Have a good All right. one. Hey you, hey, you too. Take care. Bye-bye. Appreciate Bye-bye. it. Always good hearing from you, Jeff. Be interesting to see who is the uh, head coach there, but I no, I, I don't think it will be uh, Mark Jackson. I'd be surprised, not shocked, but I would be surprised uh, for sure. Don't see that happening. E-Train, you're next here on Listen Up. Hey, E-Train. Hey, Grant. I uh, hope you don't mind me getting a jump on uh, Open Line uh, Wednesday. Um, I'm not sure if I need to talk to you or a therapist, but uh, I'm a lifelong Raiders fan and uh, saw the uh, reports over the weekend that Mark Davis fired the president and all these other uh, high-level positions where there's been, you know, a lot of turnover and whatnot, and it, it's just disgusting as a fan. And I, I know you and I have talked before about, you know, Mark Davis can't ever make a good decision, and there, it almost seems like he's almost as bad as Vivek. But I got to tell you, I'm like, I'm even more discouraged now than I was last uh, season. Yeah, Mark Davis is a horrible owner. Uh, it's ha- have you heard later- anything else regarding the the turnover with no. the team? No, but I mean, it's very alarming. Uh, you know, Mark Davis is the reason why the NFL didn't want the Raiders in L.A., which is where they should have been if they were going to leave Oakland. Obviously, Vegas is now their own market, but uh, nothing surprises me with Mark Davis. Uh, I just don't think he's capable of being a good owner in the National Football League. His uh, 10-year, $100 million contract to John Gruden was absurd and ridiculous. I said so at the time. Uh, you know, the, the amount of turnover in the front office, the accusations from the president that was just fired is extremely alarming. Uh, now the NFL will do an investigation and we'll have to wait and see what happens. But nothing surprises me there. Nothing surprises me. Yeah, I, I tell you, you know, it's, it's be nice to think with a new coach. And, you know, I know Josh McDaniels yep. has, a, you know, a great resume um, that things are going to be better. But I, I unfortunately, I just don't see it. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. I'm with you on that. I'll believe it when I see it, too. All right. Thanks, Thanks Grant. Take care. Appreciate it. Yeah, I, uh, I'd i be very concerned. And I think that, you know, the NFL, they'll get to the bottom of this. And obviously, there will be an investigation. And uh, we'll see what happens. Right? We'll see what happens. All right. Tomorrow, open forum Wednesday, 3 o'clock. We'll talk about the two games tonight and anything else that is on your mind. Uh, We will do that uh, tomorrow. Great phone calls today. 
And we have another one that we're going to get to because, you know, we can't, we can't adjourn without saying hello uh, to my buddy, John. John, how the heck are you, buddy? Grant, I'm doing good. How are you? Always good hearing from you, man. What's happening? Well, for one thing, Draymond Green, he's, you know, I've been turned off on that guy for years and years and years, and more so now than ever. His antics, they've, they've gone too far. And I, I can't sit here and say I'm not going to watch the games, Grant, because I can't sit here and lie because, right. because I'm going to watch. But I'm absolutely not rooting for that guy, and I haven't in so long. It, it makes it so much easier now to not root for him. You know what I mean? And yeah, I, he just he disgusted me. I'm I'm I just he disgusted me. I don't even want to watch him on a on a court. He he has absolutely disgusted me, and I he's kind of ruined my enjoyment of watching the Warriors, who I do like watching. I'm I think Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. I'm huge fans of them, and I love how they play. I love how they go about their business. I'm a I just I can't do it. I just can't do it. I'm taking the rest of the year off. I'm in bo- I'm on board with all what you said, and including Jordan Poole too. I love the way that guy plays. Yeah. And- Yep, I mean, I know he's sitting on the bench, but he's got insight, and he—he's another guy who, you know, I've always liked rooting yep. for him. You know, we've gone through this before. I'm not—I don't root for the, for the Warriors. You know, I'm a Kings fan, but I see sure. good and stuff, and and I like rooting for quality quality individuals. And Draymond, I'm just so sick of him, just so damn sick of him, you know, and it it disgusts me almost just to talk about it. So I'll talk about Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he's going to do a better job than a lot of people think. Um, reason being, reason I say that, you know, for his first however many years in, in a, with the Patriots, he kind of had a leash on him. And he, you know, he didn't say anything. He didn't come out and say anything extraordinary. And I think part of that is the culture in Green Bay, or I mean, New England, if you want to call it that. But he's been, been a little bit more boisterous lately. And I think he's going to do a good job. I'm not sure. I hope he does. I mean, he's going to be paid well enough to do a good enough job for all 10 of us. That's for sure. I just hope right. he does a good job. I like his insight I when too. I do hear him. Yeah. I, yeah. When I do hear him. I, so I hope he does a good job. I hope it's not all just fodder, just, just for the, just for the name, just for the name at Fox, you know, because, and, you know, I'm with you, Charles Davis, I think, and Burkhart and J- Davis, I think they were one of the best that have done it. Yeah, they were good. Yep, they were very good. I agree. Really good. Not not, not just because of Charles, but he's one of the very, very best analysts. But I think he brought the best out of Kevin Burkhart. And then when, I guess, last year, Kevin wasn't with Charles, but Kevin really showed his prowess. He's really, really good. He's really, really good. And for one of the young guys, he's stepping up. And and uh, I like to see that for him, I guess. So I kind of root for Kevin. Burkhart in that respect yeah and you know I'm not yeah I don't root against Brady you know too many people have always rooted against Brady and I've always said check it out if he was on your team you'd freaking love him no matter who you are <laughs> very Flint, yes yes you would Cowboys yes you clients, would it's just yeah. absolute truth you know yeah, I, you know, I can't, can't deny it so I just had to get get in touch with you and say that Grant I'm on board with you and you, whoever buddy. talked to broadcasting again I can't wait buddy hopefully sooner than later you take care man always good hearing from you i appreciate your support be well lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's absolutely Grant. Talk soon. Yep. Bye. Yep. Take care. Love hearing from John. Love it. I love hearing from everyone. Really good show today. A lot of really good calls. Uh, and we will do it again tomorrow uh, at 3 o'clock. All right? We'll talk uh, about those games tonight in the NBA, Philadelphia, and Miami. That game starting in about 40 minutes. And then after that, Dallas and Phoenix. Four games in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Boston at Carolina. That series tied at 2, as is Tampa Bay, Toronto, as is St. Louis at Minnesota, as is L.A. at Edmonton. So you have four pivotal game fives tonight in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Hey, thank you very much. You made my day. Your participation, love it. Your support, thank you. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Until then, Grant Napier saying so long, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.